Blog Talk Radio. This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One-Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. Welcome to another episode of Tough Talk Tonight. As always, I'm your host, Lucas Figures. Alongside me will be Robert Alexander, Javier, Sakura, Hector. Who, who knows? We, have, we never know who's coming on the show. It just kind of happens, guys. <laughs> How's it going, Rob? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm good. I'm doing good. <clears throat> Great weekend of fights. Um, Lomachenko dominated, but a lot of people are giving him flack and saying that uh, he didn't perform the way that he should have. Um, do you agree with that? What was your assessment? I absolutely agree with that. I think he should have knocked uh, Pedraza out, and I think that he showed a, a few holes in his in his game. I don't think it'll matter. Um, he had an off night. He wouldn't admit it. I don't know what was wrong. But to me, he looked like he, he was performing a little gun-shy here. Like, did you see that at all, Lucas? He looked like he wasn't trying to pull the trigger as much as he normally does. I think Pedraza fought differently than what he normally does. a lot more safe and uh, keeping him at range. So... He had other things going on he had to worry about. It wasn't just, you know, walk this guy down. It was, you know, I got to be careful, watch out for the jab, you know, make sure um, I have uh, proper footing and and my footwork isn't tripping over his feet. Um, I I think he had to go in a little deeper instead of just come at him, throw some punches and try to get him out of there. Uh, Pedraza was boxing very beautifully and very smart. Um, He actually did win maybe a couple, three rounds. But overall, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty solid performance against a uh, a champ. I mean, let's face it, it, he beat Ray Beltran. It, it's not, you know, some walk in the park uh, tomato can that he beat up in there. That's a world champion, and uh, to only let a world champion win three rounds is still a big statement. I think people want too much from Lomachenko. Uh, do you think the same thing, or are you saying that we aren't demanding enough? You know what? And I said that going into the fight, Pedraza earned his shot. He didn't. He didn't get it on no technicality or cherry picking situation either. He actually earned his spot there, and he proved why he earned it in the fight. However, I still don't want to see it being competitive. I want to see. Um, I want to see Loma really take it to him. Now, my issue with, with this situation is in in the fight with uh, Menares and in this fight, he kind of looks like he still hasn't really figured out what he can be in the division yet. And I say that because Menares was able to knock him down, and in this fight he wasn't as dominant as he should be. So... Why is he still trying? You know, why are these? Why is he having these little performances like this where he's underperforming in certain aspects? I would say that that's a that's you know debatable statement to say that he underperformed because he definitely did dominate this fight. It still it wasn't the the look of a comfortable fighter. He, he didn't look comfortable enough to where it was like, yeah, this guy is special. It didn't look like a Terrence Crawford type of performance. It didn't look like a Floyd Mayweather type of performance in his prime. And these are the fighters everybody's comparing him to. So you're saying there hasn't been a close fight uh, for Floyd back in the day? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I don't think Floyd ever really lost any rounds in any fight that he ever was in besides the first (laughs) Castillo fight. I'll give I'll give y'all oh, the man. Castillo fight, okay? But other than that, I don't think he lost a round. You don't think? Okay, I mean I I know you're a fan, Rob, but you're taking it a bit far. Lost a round? You don't think he's lost a round? I don't think he even lost a round. Besides the Castillo fight, that's the only fight I felt like he he was vulnerable in and he lost some rounds. Are you talking about Floyd at all, or are you talking about young Floyd or old Floyd? I'm talking about young Floyd primarily, um, older Floyd even, including too. Well, uh, I take that back. Cotto gave it to him. 
Cotto had a hell of a fight against him. What about the first Madonna fight? I mean, let's 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 not get it twisted. Madonna is not like this world class world beater either. Um, he he did have a surprising couple of things, but it's it's the style, man. That's what it is, and I think that style caused him a problem. But I don't think uh, Lomachenko is is underperforming. I think it's just the style issue. He wanted to be careful. That's all I think it was. I think it was more just along that lines. And uh, if they fought again, I think Lomachenko would have got him out of there early. Um, and a lot of people aren't giving him credit for the two knockdowns. I mean, that could have been stopped there after that second knockdown. Um, it just wasn't. So, if it wasn't a uh, – go ahead. Yeah, so let's talk about the knockdown thing. Um, accumulation. And it was a lot of punches that were thrown for those knockdowns. It wasn't one punch knockout power. It wasn't anything um, remotely close to being one punch knockout power. It was a lot of uh, accumulation of a lot of different shots in there. I don't think even one shot really hurt him. I think it was the accumulation of all those shots, and he had to take a knee because he just couldn't fight him off. So why why are we holding? Uh, Lomachenko to the higher standard. Why does he have to have power? Floyd never really had power. Um, and, I mean, especially towards his uh, championship days, he didn't really have very many knockouts. He knocked out Hatton. Um, and other than that, who, McGregor? I mean, he didn't, he didn't have knockouts. Let's, let's, let's not do the double standard. I mean, you can't hold him to a standard that you're not holding the supposed TBE to. Well, you're right. But then there's the concept of 50 fights. Over fifty fights versus what twelve now? So twelve, but they, uh, they are out. different. He's only two weight divisions. Uh, he's only he's only fought thirteen fights, and he's only two divisions behind Floyd Mayweather. But he's still two divisions behind. Him. At Let thirteen him step fights, up in those divisions, and we'll <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, you're not giving the man. I mean, look, man, three world titles, thirteen fights. You don't think that's amazing? Three world titles is special. I don't count two of. It's a record, son. He owns this record. It is the fastest way to three world titles. Momenchenko has that record. He does. He is in boxing history right now. You gotta count them. What do you mean you don't count? Anything under 135, I don't count. I'm sorry. I just don't count. You got to count. You have to. But, yeah, I he's mean, in the record books. I agree with you. He's so, in so, all so the record gonna, books gonna, and all that. You're not going to count some, some Floyds then or, or some Pacquiao. Some of their uh, division champions just didn't didn't happen to you, huh? Fortunately for Floyd and Pacquiao, I don't have to. They still had a hell of a career. Let's see what the, how this one pans out. I don't know, man. <clears throat> Lomachenko, honestly, is one of the better fighters I've seen. Um, now, I don't. I agree with you. I don't know if he can go up much higher than this. Now, that doesn't make him a less fighter. I'm just saying his stature and his size. That's like asking Floyd to go up again. I don't think Floyd can. Floyd can't fight and compete at 160. He can't. Would you agree? I agree, absolutely. And and I don't mind Lomachenko staying at this weight as long as he can give it all he has at this weight class and prove the longevity of it. But when when we talk about him staying at a weight class, you know what everybody needs to see if you stay down there at that weight class. He has to unify it. He has to. And that, to me, is, is liquid gold in boxing. If you're a unified world champion, to me, that's what should put you closer to the pound-for-pound pound list instead of going up in these divisions, especially at a lower weight class, going up in the divisions and, and winning two or three titles, four titles, in four different weight classes when you start off little. You no. Know, that will impress me. I don't care if he stays at 135, but unify. Unify the titles and then defend. 
So, oh, okay. So, so you're not going to complain if he stays at this weight division, collects the rest of the belts. You're perfectly fine with that. I am. I, I really am. Okay, I don't, I don't want what, you I, later on saying he needs to move up to to 140 or 147. I don't want to hear that <laughs> anymore. He's moved no. up through weight divisions, so that should be good. Um, yeah. No, if he unifies the titles, then then he has he has that for me. But he has to unify the titles. Um, and who, if anybody, would you like to see him up against next? So, the problem for me with, with that is, is the the any of the champions, period. I want to see him take all the belts. I really do. I would like to see him do that. I would like to see him prove something to me to unify all the titles. So any of those champions at 135 is next bet. Actually, all of them. I think he should next year fight all champions at 135. Now, what he wants to do and what I want to see, of course, is him against Mikey Garcia. That, to me, if he if he can win that fight, just win. He doesn't have to be dominant. He doesn't have to knock him out. He just has to win that fight. If he wins that fight, he belongs on the top five pound-for-pound pound list to me. But that would really be the fight that I want to see. It's just unfortunate due to politics and what's going to happen. I don't believe that that, is, that fight is going to be made in the next year. If Garcia goes up and beats Spence, I will crown him pound-for-pound pound champ. Right. And, um, but, I mean, that's, that's the problem, though. If he goes up and beats Spence, he's not going to return. He shouldn't. If he goes up and loses to Spence, I unfortunately think it's going to be a big beating and he's not going to be – a hundred percent into a fight against Lomachenko. Now I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I think I think Garcia's too small to stay around at 147. He's he's actually he sees something in Spence that he thinks no, he can handle. No, you're right. He's you're right on that. And he's he's coming right back down. He is not gonna stay at 147. You're right on that. that but he's he not coming back vacated. down to 135 though. He's he's not gonna come back to 135. I think he'll meet at 140. He might meet Maybe. in the middle at 140. Or he proved enough by beating Spence and going up there. He might just play be the catchweight team like Floyd did for a while. Yeah, and when you're uh, pound for pound, you can do that. Um, people come to you, but. Um, I don't like like you said with with uh, Garcia's issues with top rank too. I don't really expect that fight anytime soon. Um, I would like it, sure, but I don't expect it. Um, would you welcome a Linares rematch? I mean, it's a great fight, the first one. Yeah. Or yeah. is that just something absolutely. that uh, no, 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 absolutely. But why? You know what I'm saying? Why when Linares is no longer the champion? I well, I mean, obviously, let Linares climb the ladder again. Yeah, I mean, let him get a few wins underneath him. Um, maybe so go fight him, yeah. Beltran or fight Pedraza even, win, get a few wins, and um, maybe a Ricky Burns, somebody like that, get some wins underneath him and come back up and fight again. Um, personally, even more than the champions and him unifying and being the undisputed champion at lightweight, I would personally like to see the Javante Davis fight. I want to see Davis come up, and I don't want him to come up and fight Lomachenko and then have that built-in excuse. I want him to have a step-up fight first. So come up, fight a, a Ricky Burns, um, fight Robert Easter Jr., or even Linares as measuring stick, and then take on Lomachenko. And I think that fight, you could even pay-per-view it if you build it right. Mm-hmm. No, you Would can, you even right now. Okay. Even right now, you can. But I don't think Tank is there. I don't think he's disciplined enough. He's not ready. You have to have extreme amount of discipline to fight at a level of Lomachenko. And let's face it, Tank doesn't have that right now. And and I forgot I'm to mention, right? actually. <laughs> I'm confused. I forgot you, to mention. Hold you. on. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, actually, I, and I forgot, the person I want to see him fight next, really, is Burchett. 
I think Burchett has uh, the style that can frustrate him. I think he's a hell of a warrior. I think that come forward style, people think favors Momishenko. But I think he pr- provides an it factor in a nastiness like Salito did that has enough to get in his head and frustrate him enough to where he can actually win that fight. I'd love to see that too. I'd love to see Farmer. But um, I, I was I, what I was going to say is like you're <laughs> you've – You've downplayed Lomachenko a lot, but then you basically just gave him props right there and said, Jermonte Davis is not ready for a Lomachenko. At 20 and 0, <laughs> mind you. At 20 and 0. At 20 and 0. Lomachenko's 12 and 1. But, but you are saying at 20 and 0, Jermonte Davis is not ready for Lomachenko. That's true. He hasn't just, fought at okay, 135 yet. <laughs> by, by this point in his career, he should be fighting at 135. He, he hasn't made it there because of lack of discipline. He doesn't want to get in the gym and, and, and concentrate. He doesn't want to get in the gym and concentrate and, and on his craft and everything like that, so he's able to do that. So, you know, there's a lot of different issues there. And, and what I'm saying is is that Gervonta doesn't – you have to have the discipline to go up there and fight a guy like Lomachenko, period. You, you have to have that discipline, and, and Tank just doesn't have it yet. He's coming into camp overweight, which means he's out of shape. He's going out drinking to bars and strip clubs and everything else. You know, Floyd never did that. Not when he was not in his heyday. He might do it now, but he never did that back then. How do you agree with uh, what he's saying? I I I do agree that you know, lifestyle do play uh, a factor in it, but. I can't agree with the fact that Robert doesn't have Lomachenko not even top five on the pick part from town. Well, we ain't even put that up there yet, out there yet. We ain't even <laughs> say nothing about top, top pound for town. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess, I guess, I'm sorry. I was jumping into another conversation, but um, like, I don't know. I, I believe like a lot of people don't don't refuse to see. The, the the things that Lomachenko is doing and, and you know they're on denial still, but this guy he's 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 doing things that, that haven't been done before, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the type of like he, he's basically going for all the champions. He probably got like uh, out of his 12, 13 fights, he probably got like I don't know three or four guys that we never heard of. Other than that, he has nothing but world champions. Or, or, or guys that were at least top ten in the division. Yeah, I'm, I make a very strong case for him. Uh, Heavybagboxing.com. There's an article. Go check it out. Uh, but Rob, go ahead. And, and, and I'm saying this uh, about Tank. I don't think Tank is ready for him right now. And the reason why is because he's an undisciplined fighter. Right. So that's why I'm saying he's not ready. Now, let's not forget he severely knocked out Pedraza, whereas Lomo went a full 12 rounds. Couldn't get that done. Right, but then Styles makes right. And this is moving up in weight. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. Look what look what Former did to Frazier. Look what Ali did to Foreman. Look what Frazier Agreed. did to Ali. I mean, you can never say... You know, that, that trifecta thing, everybody tries to do that. And, and in, in other sports, it may work. In boxing, that shit doesn't, doesn't fly. <laughs> I, I agree with you there, but all those fighters you named are old and past their prime. This is a new era in boxing. Right. That was just but, the first example that came you, to mind. Right. And to be fair with you guys, I think I, I agree with Robert. I don't think uh, Tang is ready because of uh, – uh, the level, I, I don't even think Tank's ready for, for Tarvis. Tarvis's been active. He's, he's, he's a position guy, strong, so I'm pretty sure he's short. If, if they throw him up, up there, he he might upset. You know what I'm saying? He he might get an upset. And and I don't think I don't think um they want to throw Tank with Lomachenko out there. I think it was just like a little situation that was happening with his promoter where they wasn't seeing things eye to eye, so they were trying to prove to each other who got the control of things, I'm guessing. But truth to be told, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they will put Tank right now at this moment 
uh, against Lomachenko. They, they tried to build Tang, or at least they, they were trying, and and a loss to Lomachenko would be bad. And and I'm pretty sure he's not even ready for Kevin um, Farmer. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Um, unfortunately, Jonathan Davis is kind of like an Adrian Bronner. You just never know. If he's ready, just like Bronner, if he's ready and he's actually focused, I mean, sky's the limit for both those guys. But unfortunately, you just never know how they're coming in. Um, Javante Davis is dangerous even half-cocked. I can only imagine, you know, him in a complete focused prime state. He he could beat anybody at any given time. Um, So I I see why matchmakers, Heyman, whoever, may not want to actually put in him with Heyman or with uh, Lomachenko, but I I really think it would be a a very high-selling fight. So if they're going to end up cashing out and saying, hey, this kid is never going to be ready, then they may just go ahead and throw him to the wolves. I mean, regardless. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what happened with um I think that's what happened with Broner. That's what has been happening with Broner for the last I don't know, I'll say the last year or the last year and a half. They decided that he's not gonna get his act together, so you know, might as well cash him out as as, as much as they can. You know, because, Right. You you um, gotta you you gotta remember, I mean, they have investments in these fighters too. I mean they gotta make their money right. back. And if right. they sit on you and they wait, they're losing money. I mean, exactly. you signed a deal that you have so many fights for so much money, so they have to pay you a certain amount. And, you know, certain opposition just ain't going to do it. So they're going to have to recoup that money. They're going to have to throw you in there with some of the, the wolves. And uh, definitely that happened with Bronner recently. Um, he's held his own for a, a, a big part of it. But I think also is what happened to – uh, Bronner's kind of what happened to Guerrero. He moved up in weight too fast. He can't really go back down now, and he's stuck up there with this upper tier fighters that are just slightly enough that they're better than he are to, to make him look bad. Um, and that happened with Guerrero. Yeah, he got a win over like Berto, but after that, he's been kind of getting beat up. And unfortunately, we've been seeing the same thing with Bronner. You can't skip a whole weight division and then go back down. You just can't. You, he skipped 140 to go to 147. I believe Guerrero did the same, if not worse. So you, you just can't do that. Um, and it, we've seen it, it never works out good. Yeah, Bronner got that first win, just like Guerrero did. He got that first win against Paul Malinaji, but he, he barely got that. Barely. And then right. it was all... All downhill from there, guys. We we know what happened against Madonna. Madonna kind of ruined him. Um, but talk about pound for pound. I mean, back I had him on my top ten back in the day, guys. Bronner was he was up there, right? Um, no. You never had Bronner top pound for pound or or close in the top ten. No. No, for the same reason Ever. that I don't have Momo in two. Not enough, not enough on the resume. Not enough I, I, on the resume yeah. to be up. He's a four-division weight champion, man. And his best man was against Pauli Maginot. Right, but <laughs> just that fourth one. He, you guys got to remember, he also fought um, Ponce de Leon, uh, Antonio De Marco. All of these champions are the lighter weight, so he... he well, where are they now? Where are they now, Holly? Well, you know, some people don't last long. At all. <laughs> Especially well, the, the, the weight I mean. class. The, the lower weight class, they, they don't last long. They, they, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, they take a lot more punishment. The body's more, they're smaller, so they, 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 they don't want to be throwing a hundred punches around. So they don't really get long careers like other fighters. The lightweights. <clears throat> now, guys, what did you think about? Uh... The ESPN fights that happened uh, this past weekend, you had Dogbo lose his championship. Um, I mean, he he looked like a shadow of his former self. He got manhandled. Yeah, yeah. It, that I felt sorry for him. Um, I did. I felt like he handled it though, like a true champion. 
honestly. But uh you know, he he wants to come right back and get a rematch and everything like that. I think he should really take time off and kind of consider his his path right now cuz it didn't look good for him at all. Yeah, I mean, he uh, the, the lost this weekend to Emmanuel Navarrete, um looked like a horrific one, but um, honestly, it was a really bad matchup for him. I mean, Navarrete's five seven, and Dogbo is five two, um, and that that's going to play a part into also what we're going to talk about here later today. Um, but when he got in, it was just kind of too little too late it seemed um and, and then he would get back out and Nabari came on strong in the championship rounds throughout the the, the last half of the fight I would say was completely all his Dumbo may have won a you know a few of the rounds early but um what does he need to change to improve going forward I think what, he what did he do wrong, wrong? Uh, I, I believe he underestimated his opponent. He wasn't the game plan was not there. Uh, and like you're saying, um size had to, size had was a different, definitely. Especially at the later rounds. But the ability of, of adjusting to the size, to the reach of the other of the opponent, it, it, it wasn't there. And like you guys said, you know, it looked like it wasn't his night, but it, it wasn't just like he wasn't having his way, it was just more than that. It was like like you know, like it was a big fall down from the last dog boy we saw when he took the the, the bell from uh, Jesse Magdaleno. I believe, I believe that that ice ice dog boy, the full Jesse Magdaleno, would have been like more competitive now win the fight against this guy uh, that he fought Saturday. All right. Now I kind of want to get into uh... my issue is is. To me, it's the height for him that was the biggest issue in figuring that out. But in order to beat that, you have to get on the inside, be willing to fight on the inside. And that Mexican style, like like Navarrete has, I think he would win on the inside fight too. So it's really hard to it's really hard to try to beat a guy like that who is really taller than you, has a reach advantage, height advantage, and then you try to fight him on the inside, and he's a warrior there too. So it's it's really one of those fights on paper that you see, oh, this guy's way taller than me, and he can bang. Don't take it. Don't take the fight. Yeah, I guess it was was a bad um, matchup. Definitely a bad matchup for him, yeah. I mean, his uh, his Promoter was not doing him any favors that night. <clears throat> let's talk. About, let's talk about this uh, weekend's fight, guys. You got a rematch on ESPN Plus with Jesse Hart and Gil- Gilberto Ramirez Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, Gilberto Ramirez, not Jr. Um, but the, the first fight was good. Um, not taking any away from either guy, but. Gilberto Ramirez um, definitely came out with the the victory as unanimous decision. Do you expect a better fight this this time around for Hart? And do you think he's going to be able to pull out the victory? So I'm very excited for this fight. I've been following Gilberto Ramirez's career, whole career. Jesse Hart, I've been following since he fought one of our known local fighters, one of our guys, uh, Hollywood Jimenez. So I've been following uh, Hart since then. And that first fight that they had was a great fight, very much under the radar, but it was a very, very good fight. And I think Jesse Hart grew up in that fight by him, uh, by him taking, testing that, tasting that adversity. I think he grew up in that fight. And he has more heart and determination to win. And my my point is with him in this fight is the way that he's coming into the fight, there is no tomorrow. 
period. This is like him fighting Canelo right now. This is the way he feels. This is by far the biggest obstacle that he needs to get over in his career, and he knows it. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I think it's going to be a great fight. And really, he doesn't need to make that many adjustments other than his defense because that's what got him in trouble in the first fight. And I think maybe he might have underestimated his opponent a little there. I don't think he he thought his opponent was that good. And that's why he tasted the canvas in that first fight, and that made him look, look worse off than it was. So I think, honestly, he just needs to sharpen up his defense. And I think by doing that, you know, he would be able to uh, compete and possibly even win this fight. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited I, for it. Yeah. It's actually it's on ESPN line. Plus, but that's a different conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I I saw the fight, the first one, I saw it two times because I liked it so much. And, you know, it was it was a great – they have a great style to go together. And the, it was pretty it was pretty competitive. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Jesse Hart definitely grew from that fight. Sulu definitely got better. So, you know, we're going to see the best of, of each other. And I, I'm going to have to go with Sulu again just because he's the top pole. But we, it's, it's actually a great matchup. I, I, honestly, it's a 50-50 fight. I, I, I'm, I'm. I know that Sudo won the first fight, but it could be, it could, it could be an upset. And then next thing you know, we have a great trilogy because if Jersey Hall wins, you know we're gonna have to see the third fight for sure. And if, if the first is like the second one is like the first one, then the third one is gonna be another bang, and we're waiting for a treat. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know we were picking who was gonna win. I didn't pick Jesse Hart to win now. Are we picking who's no. going to win yet? Go ahead, yeah. I, I, I think Ramirez is gonna is still going to nudge it out. I mean, like I said, uh, Jesse Hart has a great opportunity to, to avenge the loss, but I think Ramirez is going to be able to nudge it out. He, to me, is the kick factor in boxing, and he, he's the main underdog in boxing. Nobody's putting this guy up against the best, but it's all Bob Aaron's fault, period. Bob Aaron hasn't marketed this guy to fight the top fighters yet, and this guy is a top fighter in the division. Last fight that he fought, they were talking about him possibly ditching up there on the pound-for-pound category because he's been undefeated for so long. He's not pound-for-pound because Bob Aaron hasn't given him the opportunity to prove that. Well, well, I, to to be I, fair, I, I think like, he, right, go ahead. I like Ramirez by split decision, but I also think it could be a draw. Honestly, I, I definitely could see the draw, um, but I think I'm also going to go with Ramirez. I think he's just more overall. Skill wise, um, and he's going to be more improved. Um, and I'm going to use actually something that's going to lead us into the next fight that we're going to talk about. All right, Canelo Alvarez, for example. And this is what I like about rematches, guys. You can see directly who improved and how well they improved. You take a look at that right. first fight. Gennady Golovkin clearly won the first fight. I don't care what anybody says right now. We're not going to debate that. But in my eyes, he clearly won that fight. You see Canelo what? in that second fight. Man, so much improved in that second fight. Gennady Golovkin still looked like Gennady Golovkin. It was amazing. What? He's still amazing, yet you could see Canelo improving. Golovkin can just stay where he was at. He still looked good, but you saw Canelo come up to meet that, to meet that level. And I think when, because I'm not going to say if, I think they are going to fight again. When they do, Canelo will actually be able to beat him legitimately and not just a draw or a uh, a gift as he's gotten in the past. Um, so overall, Canelo does have uh, that it factor, that ability to get better and that ability to uh, adapt 
and change what he needs to change. I think the same thing is for Ramirez as far as this fight is concerned. And I see Ramirez winning. Oh, okay. Um, that was, that was that, a great... Definitely. That, How that I was see a great uh, analogy. it going down. Well, thank you. Um, that, that was a great analogy. However, I think Jesse I, Hart... I do it for a living. Is the, I think Jesse Hart <laughs> is the one that you see big adjustments for. I just think Ramirez is that much talented than him. And his promoter being Bob Arum, who's promoting the card, he'll get the nudge in a split decision. I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen Jesse Hart just kind of be Jesse Hart. I mean, he's he is good and he's talented, no no lie, but I don't know if I've seen that drastic improvement. I haven't seen visually just like, wow, he improved. I can take a look at other fighters, Badu Jack specifically to me, and I will say this, on blue in the face. He is the most improved fighter in boxing that I've seen with my own eyes. He's he's gone from a, a mediocre fighter to up near the elite. And you can tell just each fight, just by looking at him, that he's improved. Now, it's much easier, obviously, as we were just talking about, if it's a rematch because it's that same type of fighter and see how, what changes they make, but this one, he just he makes overall. He improves his overall game and he just continues to get better. Um, I just, I don't know. I haven't really seen that. I mean, he's always good. I'll give him that. He's definitely a talented guy, but he's never really improved to me. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the the real fight that we're waiting for, guys. Obviously, it's going to be Canelo trying to uh, go up to get a kind of a give me belt. Let's let's not let's call it what it is. <laughs> Nobody knows Rocky Fielding. He's he's not ranked, and, and nobody's really should be having him ranked. Nobody knows who he is. You don't lie. Right. We all had to box wreck him. Um, I got friends in in, in the high media um, that even were like, uh, "Who? No one knows who Rocky Fielding is." Now that's not saying he can't cause problems for him. I'm just simply saying that he's trying to go after a belt. He thinks it's going to be an easy fight. Could he be wrong, Gus? Uh, well, I, I, the whole reason, not to mention, no, heavy heavy back boxing is going to be in the building, in MSG. So if anybody's listening to this, and we're going to be in the building. But um, I believe, like you guys said, man, we they, they took this guy out and tell him, listen, uh, make our champion look good. You try to look good in the way, you know, and don't get hurt, but you, we know we're going to win. But on the other, on the other way, the undercard is it seems interesting. So even though uh, we have the first, I think it's the first time Canelo fights in, in, in the MSG, and he's kind of like doing his debut. He wants to do history. He he understands uh, Madison is a mega boxing. So I, I I don't give him for that. I guess that's the competition that Sam gave him, that guy Rocky Fielding. I, just like you guys, I, I didn't know who he was until he, was in a match against Canelo, so I'm just I'm just hoping to see the undercard to be a good, a good matchups, a, a great fights, and you know I, I want to see how Canelo does against taller fighters and in a bigger weight because you know we we used to see Canelo at 155 when he made his own division class and he had guys coming from 147 up or 140 up to meet him at 155. So now, you know, I want to see how Canelo deals with these big boys. Now, guys, uh, Canelo is obviously taking this seriously. I mean, we've seen that he's he's got a, a kind of a cut and a, a little bit of a welt from sparring. I mean, he's he must be uh, taking it very seriously to me. Rob, what's your thoughts on this fight? Javi, I agree with you. I want to see him against these big boys. I, I can understand that. And the 168 division, you know, it, it's, it's a decent division. I, I'm not going to call it a great division right now, really. It's got some names in it, yeah. 
Um, but he just fought and beat the biggest name in the division um, this last time around. Like Lucas said, we won't go about about the first fight. But this last time around, he clearly won. So I, I don't really care about this fight. I'm sorry, but I don't know who this guy is that he's fighting. It's obviously a stay-busy fight for the fans. Is is also to help cement his new promotion with DAVN and Eddie Hearn's group there. So they throw it out there so it's not pay-per-view, thank God. But who wants to see this fight, really, if you're not a Canelo fan? I mean, let's be honest. Well, Go ahead, guess, would, it, would it matter to you if I told you Rocky Fielding was 6-1? No, Canelo Alvarez because we all because we all know Canelo is a body snatcher, and, and we've seen that in, in the fight before. He will definitely take that body away. So to me, that height doesn't matter. He's gonna hit you a couple of times with that body shots, and that'll bring him down to five nine at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a five inch reach advantage on Canelo as well. Right. I'm I'm more curious to see um, if he can hurt this this big boys at that weight class. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen what he did to Khan. We've seen what he did to um, Kirkland. So I want to see if at 168, his power still there. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, well, we're not going to talk about the stakes and the Mexican meat and none of that, but I was definitely curious <laughs> to see if this guy is gonna go twelve rounds or Canelo's gonna get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end he wants to look good. It's his first time in MSG. I'm pretty sure his first fight with the zone. So I'm sure you know all the signs it says Canelo welcomes party. If this guy comes and screws it up, that would be the opposite of the century or say of the year. There's no part of either one of you that just thinks maybe, just maybe, he could lose this fight. I mean, going up in ways <laughs> is dangerous at all. Going up in ways is dangerous at all, but none of you is just a little bit wondering, like, maybe he bit off more than he can chew at going up in weight, and maybe he loses this fight. Now, guys, uh, you were talking about the power. Was the power really there at 160? So... Um, so Honest far, conversation. Uh, right. Well, to you know, because there's a, yeah, need, because especially there's, with the, there's a, a little competition that he had, you know, um, he, he, he caught Triple G with a couple of shots that would have put anybody on their, on their back. But at the same time, um, Triple G's chin, I don't know what that's made of, man. Because on the first fight, he took a right hand. On the second fight, he took a left hook. That I would have put anybody to sleep, and he walked right through it. You know what I'm saying? So it, he's, he, I, that's why I'm curious to see at 168 how these boys react when, when Canelo connects. Yeah. 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 So y'all are using the technical aspect of it, or are you trying to play devil's – I would say you're trying to play devil's advocate um, is what y'all are trying to do. You trying to give the man the benefit of the doubt just to spark some interest in this situation. But to answer your question, Luke, yeah, there is a shot that this guy can beat uh, Canelo, and that shot is if Sylvester Stallone is behind the camera lens, and this is actually a Rocky film, and they gave Canelo a 10-film deal for $550 million and said, you taking the fall. That's the only how this guy can beat Canelo. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't. I didn't look up Rocky, uh, Rocky Fielding all that much. I mean, I box wrecked him, but um, and he's. I mean, he's mainly an overseas kind of guy. He's not really fought here. He's mainly UK, but. He already has one defense of his WBA uh, World Super Middleweight title against an undefeated fighter. 
not that you would know him either. So it's it's hard to say, but <laughs> um, I think there's a think there's a little bit of danger in a fight that uh, you know maybe not everybody knows everything. Go ahead, what you were saying, Javi. No, I mean I, I, it's obvious the guy's not in world level. You know what I'm saying? And uh, after all the talking from Canelo's team, respecting to see me with with better fighters out there. You know, there's a lot of competition, especially in his division. You know, he has a lot of guys in his division at 160. He just got unified. He got all the belts at 160, and he decides to just go to 168. Supposedly, he's going to come back on 160 because I definitely want to see him against Danny Jacobs, uh, the Charlos, you know, Andrade, Murata, even though he lost. I want to see him against this guy, even, even Billy Joe Saunders at 160. But for some way, somehow, he went at 168. And like you said, no, the guy's not a world level man. So we 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 just it's just like a welcome party for Canelo for his first time in the zone. And yeah, going going back also to say what you were saying about his power, I don't really think Canelo's really been all that much of a power puncher. Yes, he's knocked out Khan and Lopez. I mean, they were much smaller guys, and he was supposed to knock those guys out. But who really? Has he knocked out? He he's not a power puncher. Everybody makes him out to be this like monster puncher. He's really not. He's a combination puncher, yes, uh, and a damn good one. But he gets this monster puncher like Golovkin type. Uh, this Golovkin type of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Aura about this down show or whatever. Yeah. Look, it, it, it's, um, it's not. It's false. It's false. Well, yeah. that, that, I, I believe that because the the type of position he was fighting, he, he was fighting all these lightweights at one fifty five, and he was blow. He was making this guy go up at one fifty five, and then he'll go to one fifty five, and then blow up to one six one seventy. So he was hurting these boys, and, and he looked you know invincible. He looked destructive. When he went up to fight guys his size, all of a sudden he 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 got power, but then he's not knocked them out. He's he's his his power. I think his his knockout ratio went down. Definitely went down at one sixty. I don't think he he knocked anybody out at one sixty yet. Yeah. Nope. In his or his aura though, to me, it, I I agree with you here. Look, I agree with you. So his reputation. The, the, that was the word I was actually looking right. for. The reputation. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I agree with you about that, about his reputation um, being up there as this big, powerful guy um, because he's not, and you're right, he's not a one-punch knockout artist. Given the right opponent, he can be, but he's not really. It's an, it's an accumulation. But he is a power puncher, though. The The majority of the punches that he throws and lands are from those power punches. So that's that's really why he's an exciting fighter to me. It's not necessarily that he's a Mike Tyson-esque type fighter, no. But the majority of the punches that he lands, throws, and, and uses are power punches. So he's a power puncher. That's what I would say about him. I'm just saying he's not really a big knockout artist. I'm going to go on a limb, guys. I'm watching Rocky Fielding. Uh, defense of his uh, WBA title here is basically his last fight. I'm not going to say I'm not all the way liking this fight now. Um, he's a big guy. He appears to at least punch somewhat hard. And uh, the only problem is that he's not going to fight tall. He, it looks like he does hunch over quite a bit. If he can use that range – and I didn't really display his footwork much, so I'm not sure about that still. But if he has a little bit of decent footwork and is able to keep him at range, you may see a surprise tie fight. You may see like a, a trout Cotto where he's keeping him at range and, and just sticking him to the body. Uh, somebody that short versus somebody that big like that is, it can have some problems. If they fight correctly and they use their size to their advantage, it could be a long night for Canelo. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I no think case. I think 
if the guy comes out with a with a, a big good plan, you know, something strategic, he's definitely can I don't think he's gonna win, but he will definitely give him a run for his money. And he if he uses his What's, advantages, which is the size, the height, the reach, he's definitely can give this guy a run for his money. But I don't think he's gonna win though. Man. I mean, that's exactly what, yeah, what Trout okay. said. Let's, let's face it. Trout, Trout is not the better boxer. You look at Cotto, you look at Trout. Who's the better boxer? Cotto's obviously the better boxer. Trout used his God-given gifts and a well-planned strategy to win that fight. That's all Rocky Fielding really has to do. And if he does that properly, mm-hmm. Canelo can do nothing. He cannot win. If he has those two things, that's all you need. He's got the size. Right. He's got the range. Five inches is a lot. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate to a point, but I'm actually, after watching some footage and stuff, I've, I'm giving him at least somewhat of a shot. You can't move up and win. Fight a champ. So you give him three rounds of The only <laughs> – you're right. The only loss he has is to Caleb Smith, um, who's, you know, not a horrible boxer himself. So – uh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy the fight. Um, it's on the DAZN app, um, which we can talk about, guys. Uh, obviously, he just signed this huge deal. Um, <laughs> Rocky Fielding could potentially fuck that whole deal up. <laughs> because let's face it. Yeah. Let's face it. And that nobody's going to want to continue to watch him on right. in if he got beat by this Rocky Fielding that no one's ever yeah. heard of before. Right. Yeah, which is why I'm willing and able to make this deal with you guys. I know you're not saying he's going to lose, but look, I'll, if he loses, I'll give y'all a million dollars each, and I don't have a million dollars to give y'all. That's how much I know <laughs> Canelo's going to whoop his ass. <laughs> uh, I Nothing's for sure, but, I mean, this is the boxing game. People like to uh, protect their investments, so I wouldn't be surprised if he won even off – even though he he may not – should have won, depending on how the fight looks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, guys, uh, I don't know if you've both signed up for DAZN, um, but let's let's talk a little bit about it. Have you liked their commentating? Uh, I don't know if you watched the Brook fight also that happened uh, – just recently with DAZN, but how have you liked the experience overall so far? The the graphics, the um, the commentating, the whole nine. <laughs> so I have it, Javi. Do you? But which one? DAZN. DAZN. Oh uh, no, I, ha- I haven't done it. I'm actually just about thinking about getting my uh, first. Month try and then see from there, but I haven't got okay. it yet. Well, let me tell you about it. Okay, DAZN is is a great app and everything like that uh, for boxing, you know, in general. But there's a few things that I don't like about it. it definitely a few. Number one, it's not strictly boxing. Is boxing, MMA, and soccer. Number two is primarily a UK app. Okay, so most of the stuff, content, boxers, even fights that happen in it are all originating from the UK. So we're really not getting a diverse um, situation there. It's all pretty much in the UK. So that's the second. Three, the streaming lag is bad for business. When I watch a fight, especially live, I don't want to delay. I don't want to lag. And I don't want it to time out on me because, let's face it, you could be in the middle of a guy throwing a knockout punch and and it turns off or cuts off on you. That's a problem with streaming, period. I understand that. But this app does it too much, so it's a little too quirky. Um, the commentators, you know, I would like to, for it to get a little better. I would like the commentating to be better. They do have some all right commentators mixed in with some legends, but it, it's not really consistent. I don't really see a consistent flow um, with it. 
the content that they do have as far as shows and streams, so you get sick of watching the same old show all week long, and then the fight happens, and then you're seeing the same show pre-fight that you've seen all week long. So it's a good app for now, but it definitely needs to get better. Okay, fair enough. Uh Thank you, Rob. Did, did uh, I just I mean, rip? Did I just rip it apart? You just you just basically made me not even want to get the the free trial. <laughs> I mean, you might as well I mean, get the free it, trial and watch the fielding fights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's what it's good for. But I mean, the best fight I've seen on it so far was the Anthony Joshua fight. That was the most exciting fight to see. Um. All these other little fights, to me, seem biased mostly because it's either Eddie Hearn. Well, it, it has to be Eddie Hearn's fighters and everything like that. But it's it's more of a U.K. look. I mean, even those fights that he had that were in New Orleans for the, for the Super 6 series or whatnot um, had a resemblance of it being like a U.K. telecast. And they're here in the States. So... I really don't like the fact that they just cater to the UK audience, period, and forget about us uh, fans here in the United States, especially with Canelo coming on board. If that looks like a UK telecast, I'm going to lose my shit. Pardon my friend. <laughs> I think it'll get better. Um, I think it, it was originated, obviously, in the UK, so I think that's there's still a little hangover from that. Um and obviously, they're still new to the to the U.S. market, so uh, they're probably still having a little bit of growing pains. But um, maybe we might be surprised with the the Canola fight. Maybe you know they've got some different commentating going on, or um, cut out a little bit of the U.K. for for us. We'll we'll see. But um, maybe they'll have a you know a, U, a U.K. commentating team versus a U.S. commentating team. We'll we'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't mind but- the. The look to Dazian as far as like the the ropes with the um, the four ropes, I don't mind that versus the the traditional three for the U.S. But um, other than that, I, I'm not really all that upset with Dazian. I think it's okay. You you were a little bit more mad than me. <laughs> it is okay. Well, to be fair, look at the commercials with Canelo. They're dull. Some funny stuff inside the ring to allude to the app. I mean, those commercials, those commercials are dull. <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, you know, all of these streaming apps, they're, they're new. So, you know, this is their first time around. And to be fair, to give them a chance, I'm pretty sure they, they're going to still, still working on it. They're trying to make it better for the audience and the the fans and everybody buying all these services. So I, I'm, I'm hoping it gets better within time, you know, because it, 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 if people are feeling like that, you know, I understand it comes from the U.K., but you're promoting the USA, so you have to make it international enough for everybody to feel comfortable, not just the people where, where the app comes from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it, I'm, I'm sure it has to get better as, as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to look at the positive as far as that's concerned because uh, as far as in the United States, we wouldn't even be able to see some of these fights. Now we have access to them. Uh, the Brook fight was a, a great example. We wouldn't have seen that. That would have been on Sky, Sky Sports over there. It would have never gotten picked up here in the U.S. So it actually gives boxing a, a little bit more of a wider scope and, and allows uh, them to hit more a bigger audience in, in boxing to get in more places um, and in front of more people. So I'm all for that. Um, guys, are, are we all going to pick Canelo then from the sound of it? Because I don't hear anybody screaming upset for fielding. Um, now I did say, obviously I think it could be a surprisingly decent fight and I'm not going to say he's going to win, but <clears throat> if, if you think Rocky can win, speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> All right, a million dollars, <laughs> a million dollars, y'all. I'm putting up a million dollars, million dollars. You guys heard it, but uh, for Robert Alexander <laughs> and Hoppy Year, this was Tough Talk tonight. My name is Lucas. Join us again next week. Thanks, guys.
This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One-Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. 